G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. Two days before they came, I had a dream. There was a white man that came with a vision trip and he asked for my hand in marriage. So the two days after that, I went to pick James up at the airport. And I looked at him and I said to God, Oh no, not him. (laughs) (laughs) The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, we have an international love story for you today with James and Salorte Norman. James grew up in Canada and Salorte grew up in Fiji. So how did the two of them meet and marry here in Australia? And how are they now serving the Lord on the Sunshine Coast? We'll find out as James and Salorte share their story. They're having a chat with Eric Scatterbo. James and Salorte, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to have you with us. And now, James, you're from Canada, and Salate, you're from Fiji. We want to know how did the two of you meet. That's what we're going to discuss today. But first, let's find out a little bit about your backgrounds. Let's start with you, Salate. You grew up in Fiji? Yes, I did. I grew up in Fiji, and um, I left Fiji when I was 20. My faith background, I was in Mormonism and grew up in the... Mormonism faith for 13 years. Mm-hmm. That's what your family was? Uh, half of my family. Mm-hmm. So my dad and my stepmom uh, were Christians already, and they prayed for me and led me to the Lord when I was 21 in New Zealand. Okay, and James, you grew up in Canada? Where in Canada? Yeah, I grew up in the lovely city of Vancouver on the west coast of Canada. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, life was a lot different than it is now. Um, first 18 years of my life, I would have called myself an atheist. There mm-hmm. is no God, and if he does exist, he's just a bully. Uh, my life was tough. I had a mom with a sing, uh, single mom with a mental illness. Uh, never known my father. Um, we lived in housing commission, and that's all I knew of life. So I believed, you know, that all you do is be a tough kid and that's it. But I met a girl when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I really liked her. And her parents said that if I was going to date her, I had to go to church with them. Mm. They were Christians. And they did this thing at their house called Alpha. Some of the listeners might have heard of Alpha. And... I went through this Alpha course for four months with them, and I learned who the Jesus was. Uh, I learned that the Bible was something that I could actually understand. And in four months' time, God changed my life. He wow. showed me hope, purpose, mm-hmm. value of family, and changed my life from then on. Wow, so it sounds like you were really thirsty for wanting to know the truth. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Living in the environment that I did, I didn't know what truth was until I saw it, mm-hmm. and I 
pursued it with everything I had. And then also you said you didn't really have a father, so having a heavenly father, well, it's wonderful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so then what happened in your life? Well, I uh, decided that if I was going to be a Christian, I was going to be all in. Mm -hmm. And so I took every opportunity I could to get mentored by people. The senior pastor of our church, he took me under his wing and mentored me. Uh, My girlfriend's father really fathered me and taught me what it meant to be, you know, a young man that wanted to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And through that journey, I developed a passion for mission. And in 2006, so I just skipped over about 10 years. (laughs) But in 2006, I moved to Australia to a little town called Townsville. Oh, yeah. And I went and did six months' work with Youth of the Mission. And why did you pick Australia? Oh, because I'd seen crocodiles and I always <laughs> wanted to come here. <laughs> That's not a knife. Come on, mate. What Canadian doesn't want to come to Australia? I knew it probably was something like that, but I just wanted to hear it from yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I was in Townsville mm-hmm. and did my discipleship training school, and uh, we did an outreach to this little place called Palm Island. Uh, Aboriginal community off the coast of Townsville. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, the Fijian family that was living there just happened to have this young lady named Salate. Oh. And she was nice, but I was busy. I was a missionary. That's what God had told me to do. So we were just friends. And just friends. And kind of a long story short. Yeah, yeah we were just friends mm-hmm. for three years, actually. So kind of long story short, DTS finished, and uh, I was asked to go live on Palm Island mm-hmm. to to help out the, the pastor and his family there. And so while I was there, a team from a church in Newcastle came and did some work with us and saw me running like a shook with my head cut off and <laughs> said, hey, we need a youth pastor. Thank you, Rick. And I moved to Newcastle six months later. And so there's this lady, Salahe, on Palm Island, and here's me in Newcastle, 2,000 kilometers south. And every year, I'd go back to Palm Island, and every year, the lot would be there. And the second year I went back, things changed. Oh, I was going to say, so you were just uh, friends, and something obviously had to change. You're married now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, what happened? What changed? Um... I listened to God. Oh, that's good. That's good. (laughs) So so I'd gone back to Palm Island for a bit of a vacation. We'd done our missions trip. I was spending a week there. And I wake up the day after the missions trip, and I literally said to God, Oh, no, I think I like Salate. Oh, no? (laughs) Oh, no, I think I like Salate. I was, I was a busy youth pastor, you know? I, was, I had stuff to do. I didn't have time for a woman. No time uh, for... I, I think we need to have a long talk here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, <laughs> you just wait, Eric. Okay. Okay, I'm listening. So over the course of that week, God really just, just kept on showing me how amazing this woman was. Uh, I bought her a birthday gift, and in Palm Island, that's a hard thing to do. Is that right? found her her favorite colored flowers and favorite chocolates. And, oh, wow. And through the course of the week, 
I really just started falling in love with her. But I didn't want to say anything because mm-hmm. I was, I lived 2,000 kilometers away. So where you need to pick up with her. So, so let me just mm-hmm. interject here. So obviously you, you thought this is going to be difficult because it's going to be a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, well, let's back up here. So I'll tell you, let's hear your side of the story. He kind of had you in the friend zone, it sounds like. Oh, yes. Were you thinking like that, or were you interested in him from the start? Well, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I it's wasn't amazing the two of you even got together. <laughs> Well, I wasn't no? interested in anyone at the time. Okay. Um, I had just had a bad relationship previous, hmm. which ended a year before. And I submitted everything to God and wrote what I wanted in a, in a husband character. Mm-hmm. And I had a little worship and I submitted all to God and that was it. Mm-hmm. Two days before the mission trip came in 2008, mm-hmm. two days before they came, I had a dream. Oh. There was a white man that came with this mission trip, and he was sitting on the lounge room floor, and he asked for my hand in marriage. And so the two days after that, I went to pick James up at the airport. And I looked at him, and I said to God, Oh, no, not him. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it wait, 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 wait. Just what you want to hear, right, James? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, Oh, no, not him. Uh-huh. Because I know him from previous mission trips. And mm-hmm. thought, surely... Surely, God isn't sending him to me. Surely. This isn't starting off real good here, James. (laughs) Oh, it gets better, don't you? Okay, okay. Well, I'm I'm listening. So within that week, I asked him, how does God talk to you? So we've been talking on and off. We did dishes together and getting to know each other. And slowly... Within that week, I was falling in love with this character that God has sent me. Oh, it started eventually. It did. The love began. Okay, that's wonderful. And, sweetheart, what is it that you were saying to God over the course of that week? Because I was going to leave for Newcastle on Monday, and it's getting towards Friday, Saturday, and I haven't said a thing to Salate. What did you say to God? God, I'm not telling him anything. If you told me what you told me, for sure you will tell him what he needs to know. And so here's me procrastinating, not wanting to deal with this because I'm so busy. And finally on the Sunday night, I'm leaving in eight hours. I got up the nerves, and I looked Salati in the face, and I literally said, I like you, think you like me, now what? So that was it. And that was it. That's pretty bold. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> I mean, that could have backfired if, if things weren't uh, the way they turned out. 
Oh, it absolutely <laughs> could have. And and from there, we we basically stayed up all night just talking about you know what God we thought God wanted us to do with our lives and and what we wanted from this relationship. Mm. And we got married not even a year later. Mm-hmm. We we just knew. You're listening to the story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with James and Salorte Norman, who are joining us from the Sunshine Coast to tell us their story as a couple. We'll hear more, including some challenges they've gone through, when we return. The story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're back with more of Eric Scadabo chatting with James and Salorte Norman, who are sharing their story as a couple. James was born and raised in Canada and Salorte grew up in Fiji and we've been hearing how they met and married here in Australia. Now, here's more of their story, including some challenges they've gone through when they wanted to have children. So then, obviously, the two of you were married, and then married life continues, but I understand that you've had some struggles. I think if we're honest, anyone who gets married has struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. life's full of struggles. Yeah. And we decided we're going to wait a year until we even start trying for kids. Mm-hmm. We want to, you know, have a good partnership, and we want to know how to work together well. And so a year goes by, and as you think all right, this should just work. It didn't. <laughs> you know, the first month comes by and second month comes by and the second year comes by. And it really got to the point we had been trying and doing all the things you should to get pregnant. And we weren't. Mm. We'd gone for tests, naturopaths, doctors, procedures. And then after four years of trying, the doctor basically said to us, you're not going to have kids without IVF, without help. Mm-hmm. So a lot of had complications. I had lazy swimmers. We weren't going to conceive naturally. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had, I had some issues with IVF. And, you know, there might be some people listening that do. And it took me about eight months to really wrestle through, would God want me to do this? Mm-hmm. And I came to a place where, yep, I think God's given us the green light. Somebody thought the same thing. We even had friends who had offered to pay for as many rounds as we needed. Oh, okay. And that can be a lot of money. Yeah. So, for from all natural purposes, it looked like there was every green light. Yes, let's go for it. Yes. But <laughs> we were heading back to Palm Island for a mission trip. And we prayed beforehand, God, we believe you want us to go ahead with IVF. Can you show us by the end of this trip what you want? We will do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So we go to Palm Island, go through our mission trip, and we get back and we just knew that God was saying no. Mm. He was saying, just trust me. 
So this is October 2014. And we had decided in our heart after the end of that mission trip, either we're going to adopt or we're just not going to have kids. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we believed. Mm-hmm. Nine, ten months later, somebody uh, comes out of the bathroom and says, guess what? God's a miracle maker. Wow. We were pregnant with twins. Twins? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but, you know, the struggle didn't end there. We, we actually lost one of the twins. Hmm. But uh, we now have a beautiful four-and-a-half-year-old half Fijian, half Canadian ball of fun. His name's Kalev, and he is the joy of our lives. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, Salate, any advice you could share with our listeners after going on that journey? Um, one of the advice is when you're married, always remember you're in the same team. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no men versus women. You're in the same team. And if I could, uh, if I could jump in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Men, listen to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the women in your life. If you're single, have some woman in your life, whether that's your mother or your grandmother, an auntie, uh, a lovely lady at church, listen to the women in your life. I have been married for 11 years, mm-hmm. and when I listen to Salate, it seems things go really well. Well, I mean, on a practical level, let's just be honest about this, James. You know, us guys, we miss things, and there are things that are going on that our wives are picking up that we're completely oblivious to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's kind of nice and wise to actually listen to our other halves who uh, are kind of picking up stuff we're missing. Is that kind of what yeah. you're getting at? Absolutely. I think that's kind of how it's created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we need each other. Yep. And unfortunately, we're running out of time here, but you're also in ministry together. So can we find out what the two of you are passionate about ministry-wise? Absolutely. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm passionate about what supporting my husband in prayer and in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of all, to be here 100% for my son until school years. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for when your husband is in ministry, supporting him in prayer in advice, when work conflict comes up, you can be um, an outsider looking in, giving the background advice as best you can. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you have no problem giving him advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that Only right? Only when he asks of it. Oh, okay. But it sounds like you have uh, some opinions that you share with him from time to time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> wise opinion. Oh, yes, Very much yes. so. And James, what are you passionate about ministry-wise? I'm passionate just about letting people know about my best friend Jesus, whether that's in being a youth pastor or right now I'm managing a campsite, so a Christian camping ministry, mm-hmm. and we share the love of Jesus through camping. Or if I'm a barista pulling shots or whatever I'm doing, I'm just passionate about helping people get to know my best friend, Jesus. Wow. And the Lord brought the two of you together in a remarkable way. And now, what, you said you've been married 11 years now? Mm -hmm. 11 years, yes. And you have a bright future together sharing in ministry. Is that right? 
Absolutely. Well, James and Salate Norman, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having us, Eric. It's been a pleasure. That was Eric Scatterbo chatting with James and Salorte Norman, who joined us today from the Sunshine Coast. And to be more specific, they joined us from Tunnel Ridge Ranch, where they're serving the Lord. To learn more about their ministry, their website is tunnelridge.com.au. That's tunnelridge.com.au. Well, it's great to hear James and Salorte's story and how God brought two people together from two different cultures and two parts of the world. But as we heard today, God worked in their lives and has joined them together. And now they make a great team serving the Lord together. As it says in the Bible in the book of Ecclesiastes, teamwork in marriage is exactly what God has in mind. It says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? That's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Well, thanks for joining us for James and Salorte's Story as a Couple. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I was out at a Gideon's meeting one night and a good friend of mine, Alan Jensen, said to me, he said, hey, what are you doing now, George? I said, I'm looking at another opportunity to do something different. He said to me, if I was a young fella today, he said, I'd milk cows and make cheese. And I decided to revamp the old dairy and we decided to build a cheese factory and start producing this cheese. Although George Ronalds only ever moved five kilometres from his birthplace in Jindavik, West Gippsland, his life has been characterised by some very big moves. He was a farmer and earth mover who then turned into a world champion cheesemaker. We'll find out how it all came about as George from Jindavik shares his story next time. The story. the story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. 